Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to set a goal for your income and for the success of your freelancing business for your first year in business. I got asked this question recently in a video that I was doing. Someone asked, what's a good goal for me to set or what would be a good income for me to achieve? So I thought I would share what I shared with her on that video here on the podcast so that anybody else who is wondering this, how do I set that goal for that first year of my income? What would be a good income to achieve? I'm going to share exactly what I told her and how you can do this as well and set a great goal for you and your business. It's all happening in today's episode. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. So I think the first thing that I would tell you is that as far as it goes with goals, everybody's goal is going to be different. And that's something for me that really has helped me to know that the journey that I'm on is completely different than the journey that Susie down the road is on and that if she's achieving a certain goal or a certain milestone or a certain income and I'm not achieving that, that doesn't mean that my business is not as successful or it's not as doing as well because we are definitely on different journeys and what each person needs or what each person deems to be a good income or a good successful business is different based on their circumstances. So what I want to give you is a roadmap to figure out how should that first year look for me and how will I know if I am achieving the goals that I set. So I'm going to talk to you about that and share a little bit about what I did in my own life with my husband and how I was able to see, okay, you know, my first year in business, did I achieve the things that I wanted to achieve? Is my business successful? Should I maybe throw in the towel? And I also want to let you know too that the success of your business is not solely tied to the income that you bring in. And we're going to talk about that when I break this down. So the first thing that I would recommend that you do when you're looking to create an income goal for your first year, the first thing I want you to do is sit down with your finances. If you have a spouse, sit down with your spouse and talk about, okay, what is it that I would absolutely need to bring in? A lot of times we want to be able to replace our income, but that doesn't necessarily need to happen right away, especially if you're continuing to stay at your full-time job. Sometimes the amount that you really need to bring in to pay for your bills 
is a little less than your current nine to five job. So let's talk about what this looked like for my family. My husband and I sat down when we were looking at what the next couple months were going to look like. When I was starting my business, I had a one and a half year old and I was pregnant with my second. And we knew that after my maternity leave, we would have to place both of our boys in daycare full time, five days a week. I was a school teacher, my husband was a school counselor. We knew that we did not have any family that would be able to watch both of our boys. We did have someone who helped us out with our first son, but um, we knew that that was not going to be an option for both of our kids. We were going to have to put them both in full-time daycare, which a lot of people do, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but that's what we were looking at. So what we did is we called around to the different areas where we might place our kids in daycare, and we started to see, you know, for two kids, the ages that we had full time, what was the cost going to be for a month? So we looked at that cost and then we looked at what I was bringing in monthly. And we realized that in paying for daycare full time, I would actually be bringing home, after we paid for daycare, I would be bringing home $600 um, out of my teaching paycheck. Most of my teaching paycheck was going to go to paying for both my kids to be in daycare full time five days a week, which is a lot of reality that a lot of other moms are facing too. And I was in a place where I was thinking, gosh, I'm basically going to be working to pay for someone else to watch my kids. Um, and I wanted to be able to have a little bit more choice and freedom over that. So my husband and I sat down, we looked at it. When we deducted what daycare was going to cost from what I brought home monthly, we were looking at $600. So at first, my husband was like, well, if you at least bring home $600, like we'll be in the same position that you are in right now and we won't be having to pay anybody to watch our kids. Like you'll be bringing home $600, which is what it would look like if you were still teaching full-time and our kids were in daycare. Um, and this way you would be able to be at home with the kids. So at first, that was my first goal. I was thinking if I can bring home $600, that's what it would have looked like anyways. So I made that first goal, $600 a month, great. And I think that's a really attainable goal for a lot of people. Um, and one thing I also realized too when I was setting these goals, for me, it was easier to look at smaller incremental goals to work towards as opposed to thinking, okay, I bring home X amount for my teaching job every month, I have to make that amount. Um, to me, thinking, okay, $600, I can do that. I definitely can do that, that's doable. Um, and in your amount might be a little less, a little more, um, depending on what your situation is, but that's what I did. So I started with a smaller income goal. Once I achieved that goal, I started to look towards the next goal. Okay, I made $600 a month. Okay, what's that next goal that I'm going to work towards? What are the things that I have to do in order to get to that income goal? Does that mean I have to bring on two more clients? Okay, if I have to bring on two more clients, what does that look like? Um, how am I going to get those two clients? What does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis for me? Am I networking? Am I um, having conversations? Am I pitching myself to clients through email? Am I building relationships? So I was able to kind of look at those smaller incremental goals and then really break those things down. So that's how I worked towards that income goal. So what I would think for you is, again, start this process. What do I really need to be bringing in a month? Um, so start with that goal and then slowly work your way up. Um, and 
everyone's timeline is going to be different depending on how much effort you're putting in and how much work you're putting in. But start to look at, okay, if I need to bring home $1,000 a month, I'm gonna give myself X amount of months to achieve that. Um, and then I wanna hit that next milestone. I'm gonna give myself X amount of months to achieve that. And then you can start to build on that and look at your whole year. By the end of this year, if I you know, did this, if I created this plan of making a certain amount each month and you know, in slowly increased it, what would that look like for my income goal? Now, some people are gonna start out with a higher income goal to start. Again, everybody's situation is different. Mine was $600. Um, I probably could have pushed that a little bit more. I probably could have said, you know, $1,000, $1,200. But I, like I said, starting out with that $600 and knowing, knowing based on our finances and knowing based on what our situation looked like, that that was going to be what I was bringing in regardless of whether I was home with my kids doing my freelancing job or whether I was teaching. Um, so having that to work towards and then push towards that. Something else that I want to remind you is that please know that I wasn't deciding on whether my business was successful based on if I was hitting those income markers. Yes, those things were great um, to hit those things. Like I said, um, it was you know hitting those income goals. Obviously, we all need money to survive and to pay the bills and to pay for things for our kids and all the other you know surprises and things that come up when the car breaks down. Um, when we need to get a new car, like all those things, when we need to fix something in the house. But um, I was also tying my success and putting markers on whether I was achieving my goals based on things that weren't tied to an income. So let me share with you what that looked like for me. So like I said, at first it was it was bringing in the income so that I could safely say like, okay, if I walked away from my teaching job, like I was still bringing in money. I was bringing in money that... Um, would have been going towards daycare. Um, so then that was my first marker. And then after that, it was, okay, maybe now it's resigning from my teaching job. And then after that, it was replacing my monthly income. And then after that, it was maintaining that income so I could continue to stay at home. So there's going to be other success markers in your business, not just your income. Your income is just one piece of it. And like I said, we all need to make money. So that's definitely something to have and to work towards and to have markers that you're setting for yourself on where you want to be income wise, but also think about the other things that are determining whether you're happy with with your business. Um, obviously we go into business and we want to be happy with it and what we're doing. So for me, some other markers that were not tied to income were that I got to send my boys to a nursery school a few days a week, a nursery school of my choice. They could go for a couple hours and I was the one that was dropping them off and picking them up. Um, another success marker was that uh, one thing I always hated when I was teaching was that it would be beautiful and I could not take my kids to the park. By the time I got home, we were getting dinner ready and you know sometimes we'd get to the kids to the park, but I wanted just to be able to take them like on a random Wednesday afternoon to go to the park um, or just to be outside and play with them when it was nice out. And that was something that I was able to do. So again, that was a success marker for me. Another success marker was working no more than 20 hours a week. I did not want to be uh, working 40 plus hours that I was as a teacher, being you know, actually at the school building for eight hours a day and then coming home and grading papers and planning lessons and organizing and you know, doing the curriculum and everything that I was doing. I was working 40 plus hours a week and that was really hard. So again, like I said, set, setting those goals, knowing what you want to achieve and giving yourself timelines is great. 
giving yourself a goal to work towards that first year is great, but also knowing that that's not the only thing that you should be looking at, looking at the big picture of your life and what you want for your life and why you're starting this business and using those success markers too to say whether your business is successful. So what's a good income goal for your first year of freelancing? Like I said, for everybody, it's going to be different. It's going to be dependent on your situation, what your family needs, um, and sometimes that might work require you getting scrappy. Um, You know, could I have left my teaching job and we just survived on one income? I'm sure. I'm sure we could have done it. It would have taken some serious budgeting and some cutting things out and, you know, not being going out to dinner, not doing date nights, not ordering out, um, not doing trips to parks or museums or zoos. Um, But that was not something that we really wanted to do. We wanted to still be able to have those life experiences, but that can happen. So like I said, sitting down, looking at your finances, realizing what's that first income goal that you need to have, and then being able to build off of that. And when I think it's, like I said, I think it's easier to set those smaller incremental goals. And then once you have those quick wins, you know, like I said, my first month I made $600. I had that quick win and I was like, ooh, okay. And then I felt like rejuvenated and I was like, okay, now I'm gonna push towards that next goal. And it kind of built that momentum upon each other as opposed to saying, okay, I need to make $3,000 to reach my first goal. That might take me a while. And a lot of times some people think that the goal is so lofty, it's so far out, it's really hard for them to actually picture or imagine that happening or it takes them a while to reach that. So having those smaller incremental goals can be helpful. And like I said, the income goal is really going to be dependent on you, how much effort you're putting into this, how often are you working at your business, how often are you connecting with people and growing your business and building relationships and making connections and signing on clients, that's really going to depend on, on you. So the income goal for your first year is really dependent on what do you want? What do you want that to look like? And are you willing to put in the work to achieve that? And I think I, the main reason why I wanted to record this episode is I also wanted people to know like the income is great. Um, I feel very blessed to be able to provide this income for my family, to be able to do projects around the house and to take vacations and trips and do the date nights and to not have to feel like we can't spend that money. Um, that's all great too. But I think the bigger reward and success from my business is the things that are not tied to money. Um, just being able to be at home with my kids and to be able to take them to school and to do all those fun things. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful and I will catch you in the next one. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.